Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue, or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we're super excited that you were just so chill, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's health care. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Vaginas and Vertebrae. I am Dr. Kaylee. Dr. Madeline. And we're super excited to come today and, and talk to you a little bit about something that I'm really excited about because it has to do with me, of course, but really just opening up the conversation and information and things about pretty much preparation for birth and even preparation for pregnancy. And we've talked a lot about that on our podcast several times before where we've brought people in for like their birth stories. We've brought people in to talk about birth guidelines. This month, you're also going to get an interview with Dr. Page about how to create good birth guidelines. And I love that she calls it that. And I love that that's a good word because we don't really want to call it a plan because plans, you know, baby doesn't care what your plan is. And I think that that's always important to remember. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great way to put it because hundred percent, we've talked about that so much. Like you can have a birth quote unquote plan, uh, but I always tell my moms like, yes, but like you have to explore like all options, at least so you're, because birth is magical and it's super awesome. I can almost guarantee something varies from your plan at some point through the process. Of I know. Maybe our sign up on There's probably at least one component that goes no way the way you planned. <laughs> And it's interesting too, because I always think about the episode that we did with your sister, Dr. Johanna, where she was talking about her birth plan and how it completely flipped from what she thought. And I, I've had this conversation with so many people recently about how, specifically with COVID, um, and I think that it's just because of the transition of people are making more decisions to have birth at home or in birth centers versus going to the hospital. And so now they're seeing a whole new set of plan and things that they need to consider that they maybe weren't considering before. And so... Last month, we also talked with midwife Zool about making sure that you are considering all of your options because it is important. Yeah, it is. It is very, very important. And um, I love what we like we mentioned other episodes. So if you didn't listen to that one, definitely go listen because I will tell you with a little caveat, I did like the um, description on Instagram and then like I got flagged. So I don't know if anybody even actually saw my post about the talk that we did with Zool. Oh. 
that mentioned the C word with the pandemic. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. So if you didn't catch that one, go back and listen to it. She's awesome. I didn't even think about that. I don't know why that's getting flagged because we have to talk about coronavirus and COVID. So I'll say I, it out loud. I don't know if that makes it flagged, but. <laughs> that's so funny. I think it's like when you type it on like Instagram or Facebook, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, okay. Calm down. <laughs> That's so interesting. But yeah, let's, you know, definitely talk a little bit about this. And I think like the best way to open this conversation up is really just what is, because I'm also curious when you have clients come in for the chiropractic realm of things, being Webster certified and they come in and they're newly pregnant, I'm going to say newly pregnant, like 13, 14 weeks, maybe, because I typically will see clients at that form, like in that time frame. What is it that you all consider when it comes to birth preparation and like being able to kind of open the conversation of things that they need to be thinking about moving forward? I just try to ask them about a bunch of different things that maybe they, because this gives me an opportunity or them opportunity as well for to, a seed to be planted for maybe things they wouldn't have thought about. Um, because just in our society, we don't talk about necessarily having like a birth plan or these birth um, like guidelines and um, so normally, like if they're coming into my office and I know they're pregnant already, like, I mean, I'm of course asking them like why they're there, if there's any issues we're dealing with then, but I'm asking you like, what is your plan? Like, what does that process look like for you for like, how do you want to birth? How do you want to be supported? Have you thought about a doula? Are you using an OB? Or are you using a midwife? Do you want a home birth? Do you know the differences? Like, um, and I mean, that's just like birth, like, do you want pain support through labor in terms of like an epidural or something like that. Like, what do you want those options to look like? Um, are you doing a birth education class? Like, do you feel supported by your partner? Do you, you like all of these, this whole vast realm that makes it up. And I always ask about postpartum too. Like we always focus so much leading up to this big event and it's so important, but to start inquiring, like, well, what does support look like to you postpartum? You know, to at least have an idea. And I know, especially the first time mom, like you're not really going to know, I think a hundred percent because you haven't been through it before. But I think if you don't even think about it, then that's where we see a lot of this disconnect postpartum where moms are trying to do absolutely everything by themselves and they don't feel supported. And, and it's just, it's unrealistic to do it all by yourself, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I asked the whole gamut. Yeah. I know it's hard because people ask me all the time, specifically like other clinicians or other people um, that treat this, this population. And they're always like, well, what do you ask? And I'm like, well, do you have two hours? <laughs> I was going to say, because I also, I also forgot to say, I asked about working out and movement. Like if they're doing yep. that plan, and I also asked about like pelvic issues and PT. So I know like, have they connected with you? Do I need yep. to connect them? Like all it's so many things. And, and because our first eval with my clients is anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours, specifically for those who are pregnant, because there are so many questions that I need to ask. And I always like to lead off with just how do you feel about being pregnant right now? And I think that that's a really important thing because that helps to guide me on whether mental health needs to be involved, whether we're fearful and all of that, because in the pelvic health realm, I'm mostly concerned about mama because I don't treat babies. I don't do things like that. That doesn't like by any means say that I don't care. By <laughs> I ask about baby, but that's not my concern. I'm not checking baby's heart rate. I'm not looking to see, you know, how, how the placenta is placed and all of that stuff. I'm looking for how are you standing? How are you sitting? How are you managing your job? How are you functioning? Are you experiencing pain? Are you leaking? Are you having pain with sex? Are you having trouble getting into positions? What about constipation? Unfortunately, that's very common during pregnancy. Um, 
And it's just all of the personal questions, really. You know, I ask about trauma. I ask about miscarriages, abortions in your history, like any of those things, because that can come up during pregnancy. And I think a lot of times in the trauma-informed world, we often forget, and I am 100% guilty of this, but we often forget to just ask those questions. And I find that that's significant for women who are pregnant, because I myself, that's a huge fear of me. Like, you know, being sexually assaulted when I'm pregnant, am I going to have like immense anxiety around having a baby because I've worked with counselors and, and been able to recognize because they've given me education that I needed that that PTSD can come up <laughs> during pregnancy. And so knowing mentally, I have to deal with mental side of it and emotion side of it before we can even talk about the physical side of it. Sure. And very similar to you too, like asking about movement. I have you squat. If you have another toddler and your toddler's with you, or if you have another baby or child, how do you pick up the baby? Are you still nursing with your firstborn? Like, how are things going at home? What's your connection with your spouse? Also, are you seeing chiropractic, acupuncture, all the other specialists? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so many questions though. And I think that that's really like, we were talking about what we wanted to talk about on this podcast. And right now, if you're following me on social media, you know, we have a new birth course coming out and um, within my company. And the reason that we created that is very similar to what, like pretty much what we just said, like personally, I don't feel like these questions are asked enough. And Dr. Madeline, you can probably speak to this in your realm of work too, but I often get clients that I'll come in postpartum and they're just like, nobody told me that, you know, tearing was something that happens in 70% or more of women. Nobody told me that I had the option of not having an epidural or nobody told me that prolapse was a thing. Like nobody explained that to me. They all told me that at six weeks I was fine and I would be good to go. Because the unfortunate part is there's a huge gap in the information that is right now in childbirth education because, and this is my personal opinion, and again, you can speak on this, I believe that people are afraid to educate because they're afraid of instilling fear in the women, which I understand, but if we're not educated, how are we going to ever know how to manage the symptoms? hundred percent. I think like, I mean, I don't even know. I feel like um, just how like birth has changed over the years. Like I, I think we've become so disconnected from being our bodies being able to do that because it's, that's what we were made to do. And it's so fear-based and it's so clinical now that we're just so disconnected. So I think a lot of the birth education classes are really disconnected. I don't think they really care about the mom. I don't think they care, care about empowering a mom and letting her know all of her choices. I think it's become very systemic where, or systematic where it's like, um, you're going to come in the hospital. There's going to be nurses. There's going to be your OB. Like, this is what you do. You pop the baby out and you go home. Like, type of thing. Like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, definitely birth education classes in hospitals. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody's listening to this and they had a good one, but I don't think they're telling you all your options. Are they even telling you, like, hey, we know you're here. Did you explore a midwife? You know, is there a midwife component in the hospital? What, how is that different than an OB? Which one do you think you want to work with? Like, and at the end of the day, if you choose OB over that, then great if you were educated in that, in that process. But I think a lot of it is we're just so scared. Yeah. We think, we think labor is, and it by all means, and I haven't been through it, is going to be intense. It's going to be physically intense. It's going to be emotionally intense. It's spiritual. Like, but why are we not talking about those things when it comes to mom? Instead, we don't talk about any of them. We don't tell her how powerful she is that she can do this. We don't tell her she's allowed to change her mind during the process. Maybe you're in a hospital and you thought, I want to do unmedicated, but now I want an epidural. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, well, we don't talk about any of those things and empower them through that. So I'm super excited that 
you're creating this very intentional course because that's how we just shift and make changes. But I think like intention is a huge word for me on like a lot of things that we do. And I know you are very intentional about the things you create. And just think if we could be more intentional as human beings, we would see a lot of things change in the world for the better. Yeah. I mean, I just, there's just such a disconnect and being able to, because birth is so much tied to the pelvic floor, which is like, hello, that's my life, right? Like that's what I do for a living. And it's just incredible to me when clients come in and they're like, oh yes, I'm having these birth education classes. They tell me what they've learned. And I'm like, wow, like that's it. Like you're on a physio ball. They teach you about labor stages. They tell you what's going to happen with baby, but nobody tells mom what's going to happen with her body. And I think that that's a really big uh, mistake. I really do think that that's always been a mistake. And right now I do believe that the society is very hypersensitive. Um, A big question, and I know you and I have discussed this before, a big question is people are fearful of tearing. And, you know, again, I 100% very similar to Madeline. I have not gone through the process yet. I understand the fear of that because it is something that it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you think about a little tiny hole and a huge baby head coming outside, right? Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. However, the studies that I've done, and I'll have to go back and kind of like look at the research there, like typically our vaginal opening is between, I think, two and four centimeters. However, Mm -hmm. it can stretch up to nine to 11 centimeters, which is the average diameter of the baby head, by the way. So it definitely is something that you're able and capable of doing without necessarily tearing. But I also want to say that tearing is something that's treatable and it is something sometimes baby just needs more room and it's very, um, and I I don't want to, I never say like normal. I don't even like to say common, but it's something that I see a lot of and over probably 70% of births that occur vaginally, but it's something that we can address. And it's something that is, you have the education to know, okay, I had two stitches. This is how I care for that now postpartum because nobody gives you that information to prevent incontinence, prevent scar tissue buildup, prevent all those problems. And I personally believe that's that big driver and why we created this course is, is it's just, it's just not there. You're not getting that information. You're not even getting it from your doctors. I say, imagine if the conversation went different, that it was like, look, like we understand that fear of you tearing, but like here, the reality is, is it might happen. But where do you, like, I feel like, and I'm sure you've heard stories too. Like, I feel like some of that fear has come because one, we don't know that it can happen. And like how to, like you said, how to care for it, what to do. We're just kind of, for some reason, think that like, we just don't want it to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, puts us in this other like category or box. But two, like I've heard horror stories about the provider not getting permission or not asking and doing it themselves. Like, part like where their mom's not going to be, t- wouldn't tear, I don't know if she would tear on her own, but where they go in and just cut yeah. you without asking, or asking for permission. And that's a huge violation of somebody's body and how they feel and how we are as humans and what that means for us. When we just have medical things placed upon us without asking our permission, even if the doctor thinks the best scenario, they didn't ask the mom and that's her body. Like mm-hmm. yep. I think there's, there's this huge part of that too. Like yeah. imagine you were just like, oh, well, like all my friends have had babies and like they all tore or like whatever that happened and it was terrible and we didn't know how to care for it afterwards. Well, of course, like it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible and horrific. Like, no, I know. And that's a big thing too with spouse and partner integration or doula integration, even whoever yeah. is in the room with you to know what your birth guidelines are. Like, what are your preferences? What do you feel about having an episiotomy or would you prefer to naturally tear? 
It is a lot better healing process if you allow yourself to naturally tear versus allowing someone to have an episiotomy because for some reason our body, the way it heals is the jagged edge tears that occur during childbirth, they heal a lot quicker. And so I tell clients that all the time because personally, not just personally, like honestly, you're going to have fear around birth. It's going to happen. It's very normal. And I tell clients that all the time. I can't remove fear from it. You're going to be fearful. (laughs) because it's a new process. It's a new transition. Everything's going to be changing, but you should be prepared. I don't want you to feel fearful and unprepared and then being surprised at things. And that's why I tell clients postpartum all the time. I I feel that I have to apologize for our healthcare system so much because something pops in my head right now with a case that I had client gave birth and she has a grade two prolapse, which is where the pelvic organs drop down to the outside of the body and the tissue gets kind of loose but nobody told her that that could happen postpartum. And so this poor woman comes to me six months postpartum, afraid to have sex, not knowing what's going on because she doesn't know what it is. And her OBs told her it was normal, just live your life. And I think that that's that big, like I get fired up about that. You all know that because it's just, just educate, just educate, give them a pamphlet if you want to, or tell them what it is. It is something that can happen. And I think personally for me and the majority of the clients that I've had this conversation with, I would much rather know the possibility so that if it does happen, I know what it is and what to do versus it happening and having no freaking clue what's happening in my body. Same goes with things like diastasis recti. Like if I sit up from the bed and I have no idea what that is in the middle of my stomach and why it looks like that, I'm going to freak out. Surgery. That's why we have surgeries for things, right? Because we don't know the education and the information behind that. We don't know that it's like, it's going to happen postpartum immediately. And I think that that's something that just, it really just needs to be talked about so much more. I can only imagine, especially with like a prolapse, like what, you know, if your doctor didn't really tell you or, or anything like that, that? you're like, well, this is different. That would be really scary. And like, let's say then you asked your friends and they were like, oh, I didn't have that. Like Google. you're now thinking you're, you're the only person there must not be anything wrong, but this is the way you have to live your life. Like you think you're broken and then you go yeah. and you Google it and they tell you you're broken. And then you want to do a surgical consult because nobody's telling you any differently. Right. And by, by no means by I'm saying that you cannot have surgery for those things. That is a conversation that needs to happen with anything prolapse diastasis as well. It's just really important to recognize during pregnancy now, I believe in this day and age, we have such a beautiful opportunity to seek good information from providers like Dr. Madeline and myself. And I'm going to step on a soapbox real quick. But if you're getting pelvic floor education, pushing baby out, breathing baby out, it does need to be by a pelvic PT because we're the experts in understanding how that truly works. It's very, very difficult if you don't have the base knowledge of how muscles, tendons, ligaments, and things like that work, it's very difficult to educate on it, meaning you're probably going to say something wrong that's going to be harmful later on. And I think that it's so important, and I'm not saying that to bash anybody. That's just me explaining what my expertise is, right? Like the, again, the terminology around the centimeters of the diameter of the head and being able to know the physics and how much pressure goes in when birth happens, like I know all of those things. You know, and that's something that comes with the specialty and the training, which again is all, all of that's in the course. And we put all of that in there because of the, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who's pregnant. She called me, she's eight months pregnant. She calls me and she says, I don't even know what to expect. Like, I don't even know what to think. I don't know what's going to happen. And she pretty much, the doctor told her she had to be induced at a certain time. Pretty much she is going to have a C-section because they told her she was too small to birth the baby vaginally. And like all of this stuff and thank goodness she called me 
because I was able to give her access to this course. And I was like, listen, like you're in another state. So I'm going to have you like read and listen to all of this. And now she was able to make her own decisions. She's still having a hospital birth, which is fine, but she's going to try to deliver vaginally and, and become like feel labor for herself so that she knows what that feels like. And I think that that like, it's just so important. Like we have to be figuring out where our resources are coming from. If your provider is not offering them, find a new provider. I feel like, man, if your provider tells you that you're just too small to birth the baby and you didn't even get the chance to try. Uh. <laughs> what? What? Like, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then I get so frustrated because they're, I'm, I'm getting clients a lot that are like, Oh, they told me my pelvis is too narrow. And I'm like, dear Lord. Okay. Well, let's talk to a chiropractor. Let's talk to a physical therapist. Let's talk about how we can actually still <laughs> go into labor and what that process looks like. By personal experience, but I then challenge you to ask if they have worked with pelvic PTs and chiropractors. Yeah, it's just, it, it's ridiculous, the things that we hear in our offices. And I know like Madeline and I have had these conversations so much and we both get so irritated. But again, I can't keep getting angry about it, not doing anything about it, which is the whole point of this podcast <laughs> is to put that information out there. So it's just crazy. Like you have to challenge those things in the same consideration of um, when someone says you have to have an episiotomy, challenge that, ask why. And if you can't physically ask that or mentally ask that right now during labor, whatever's happening, if it's not an emergency, have your spouse or partner know that that's part of your guidelines. Ask why. Can I still deliver the baby safely without that episiotomy? Is that still a possibility? And again, we have to leave it in the hands of the provider at that point, yes or no. But I have noticed, and it's been good to see that episiotomy rates have decreased quite significantly, which is good. But it's just, it's a conversation that we need to have. We need to know the information. We also need and lack the information on, you know, I can't tell you what labor feels like, but I can tell you what movements and positions to get in for each stage of labor. There are stages of labor. There's different positions to improve your pelvic like inlet stretch. There's different positions to allow more relaxation for your pelvic floor. And it's just very, you know, and, and Dr. Madeline, I'm going to let you touch on, like, we're going to have a whole other podcast on this, but a lot of people being told not to lift anything during pregnancy, not to exercise during pregnancy. There's a new guideline that came out, actually, which I wanted to touch on on this podcast that used to, they would say that if you were active before getting pregnant, that it's okay to continue activity during pregnancy. But now they're finally saying that even if you weren't active, you should become active during pregnancy. That is actually now an ACOG guideline. Thank goodness, finally, because I tell people all the time, no, it's not the time to run a marathon, but we should probably like train. We should probably figure out what you like to do and how to get fit in that realm because you're training for something different. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Wow, it took us to 2020 to get that guideline. There's it's like, finally, it's on their desk, and they're like, I have time to look at this, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, geez, Louise. Because <laughs> we've been saying this for years. Like, you can uh, yeah. Terry, and use, like, I think I see a lot of, which, again, again, beautifully enough, we're seeing more activity and more of the empowerment occurring during pregnancy, like being fit, exercising, doing things, being yeah. okay with modifying. I will say that as well. But it's also like, we can't use it. Like we can't use pregnancy as an excuse to not do anything. And I still yeah. see that too. <laughs> no, I would agree with you a hundred percent on that as well. And you know, again, this is no shame. It's to each their own. Yep. Um, all means we just come from like the provider standpoint or uh, educate yeah. that it's going to be very, we were it's going to be very physical. It's going to be very emotional. 
um, thing that you're going to go through. So the best to have the best outcome, you have to prepare your body on all those pathways and ways, which means physically as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, physically, all the things. So that's, that's, it's just, man, I could go on like 65 different paths right now, but I'm going to try to keep it simple. <laughs> Ask your providers, move, do some sort of movement. And again, there's our reasons, of course, bed rest, pelvic rest, things like that, that will occur. There are certain things to pay attention to. There's a lot of myths that we could go down right now um, in a sense of like a lot of things that we can talk about why it's so important to have providers in your corner that actually care about you and actually want to educate you on all the things that are a potential possibility, giving you the choices and the education behind each choice, but also helping you understand postpartum. If something, Lord forbid, if something does happen, what can you do about it? Because the majority of the time, there's a lot you can do about it, but nobody tells you that. You right. are, you have your baby and then everybody leaves your house or you have your baby and you leave the hospital and you have no idea what's about to happen. You know, you feel fatigued, you're tired, you have no energy, you're wearing a diaper. Like nobody explains to you about the first poop, first pee. Nobody tells you about the breathing. Nobody tells you about the difficulty the next day getting up and learning how to nurse and walk around with a baby and the neck pain and the shoulder pain and like, Nobody talks to you about the pelvic pain. That's very like possible. Nobody talks to you about uterus contractions that can still occur postpartum. Nobody tells you that feels like you're still in labor <laughs> and it's just like in the bleeding and nobody talks about bleeding. Oh my gosh. It's just so many things. Yeah, they don't. So but your course covers all these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It does. I, um, I think it would be kind of cool. I'm going to share with you a little bit of an outline of everything we have. Actually, I, um, this by any means, it, it is a shameless plug because I personally am biased that this course is the best course out there for, and I will say very specifically for preparation of mom's body for birth. That is what this is for. It's called Fem Empowered Birth. Obviously, my brand is Fem Empowerment and Advocacy. And so we kept the brand Fem Empowered Birth and it's education and embodiment for your birth experience, which we're super excited to offer. It's me and my colleague, Dr. Andrea, and then a personal trainer that I've hired into my company who has created a training program as well. And we're super excited because what's going to happen is we're going to go through a lot of educations. You're going to learn a little bit about us. You're going to learn a lot about what your pelvic floor is, like the anatomy of it, how it works. How does your bladder work? What are the muscles below the pelvis and above the pelvis? How are they all connected? Learning all about the uterus, which is really cool, by the way. Learning about contraction and the anatomy and the changes and the function and the biomechanics behind that. But it's all simplified. I will say that too. And different breathing, relaxing the pelvic floor, and how to connect with your pelvic floor. We talk a lot about considerations during pregnancy with exercise. What are things that you need to think about with exercise? Do you need to modify? What is healthy lifting? Like, what does that look like if you're new to exercise versus if you've been exercising? Do you need to stop certain things? All of that is answered. And also, like, positions, things like, can I lay on my back and exercise or address things like that are also there. Breath mechanics. We go through a lot of breathing because we all know that breathing is super important in life, just in general for everybody. But in pregnancy, we've got to be able to talk about connecting to your pelvic floor so that we can learn later into the modules about how to breathe the baby out and then pushing techniques on how to actually get baby out safely for your body again. And different things like posture structure. We've got nursing positions when it comes to the postpartum considerations. We've got different positions about how to lift things during pregnancy. We've got a lot of things about what to expect in a sense of what happens to your vagina during delivery. 
like how much does it stretch? How big is the baby's head? How much pressure is actually happening when you push? Different stages of labor. We've got a lot of information about spouse integration or partner integration. What can they do to help you? And then of course, all the education about pelvic floor dysfunction postpartum, what you need to know about it and what to do if it happens. And then we're giving you a lot of information about epidurals, difference between walking epidural, regular epidural, soft tissue massage for post like pain that comes from epidurals. Sometimes we talk about C-section. We have a whole section about C-sections. If it happens, the pros and cons of it, what it is, what it actually goes through when they cut through to do the C-section and also recovery from a C-section, scar massage and all of that. And then we go into a lot about the postpartum considerations, like specifically for me, first poo, first pee, all of the things, and talking a lot about nursing positions, like I mentioned before, positions with movement, how to avoid things if you do have coning or tinting, and all of that information. And we have training programs as well. So we've got, Kylie has created a training program for each trimester. So you can come into the course with any, like, wherever you're at in pregnancy, you can start at second trimester, third trimester, whatever it is. And she's curated it to have different specific movements that are literally training you for birth. So it's just different toe movements for squatting. It's different placements of the weights. It's different use of barbell versus dumbbell. And then she gave you eight weeks of postpartum workouts as well to start when you're postpartum that are safe and they are all shown to not cause pelvic floor dysfunction to help you connect. We've got Kegel information in there. I could go on and on and on. As you can tell, it's a huge, huge project. It's got literally everything in there. And I'm so excited about it. It's something that I wanted to create since I started being a pelvic PT because I just got, I literally, like ever since I started the journey of deciding that I wanted children and my own education and recognizing the flaws in that and then doing what I do for a living, I was just like, how can I tie all of this together? Like, how can I actually tie it all together? And it's such a great thing to use in conjunction with, you know, your already scheduled birth educating like classes and all of that, because this again is about your body. And so it's all the things that mama needs to know for mom to be safe and physical and active. And then going forward, how can I have the best postpartum recovery? Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. And it's so exciting too, because you can like pick and choose what you like. I'm really excited right now. I can't even help it. But you can pick and choose like where you start, what you read. Like I said, there's like C-section in there. There's epidural information. And we've let some people in for early access already. And it's blowing my mind the information that they're like, oh my God, like I never knew that was a possibility. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to actually say this to my OB now. And like, my spouse is watching all of these with me. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> That's what we want. So we would love for you to be a part of it. If you are out there and you're pregnant, or if you have a friend who is pregnant, please, all of the information is in the show notes. Make sure that you reach out, check it out. Let us know if you have any questions. We would love for you to be a part of this because we feel so, 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 so wholesome when it comes to putting all of that information together because it's something that's not there yet. And I just know that it's going to help to change pretty much the mind of every pregnant woman out there in a sense of you are powerful and you do have the choices and you do have the ability to have a great pregnancy, labor delivery, and also postpartum recovery. And again, being educated on all the things that are potentials, yeah. but how do I handle them? Right. And I would say too, um, if you're planning to get pregnant, you mm -hmm. could probably already start to work through part of the course and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting thing. It is a big one. It's a little overwhelming sometimes for me because I look at it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so much information, but it's great because it was really hard for me and Andrea because we do this every day 
and we put our heads together and we like made the outline and I was like, I can't leave anything out. Like I just can't. Cause initially I was trying to make it a small course and it did not turn out to be a small course because I was like, it needs to be a one-stop shop. It really does. And it needs to be tailored around anyone who wants to learn that information because the cool thing about 2020 is many women are more interested in this type of thing. They are more interested in learning how can I do the best that I can for my pregnancy? How can I have a good labor and delivery? And then how can I have a good postpartum recovery to get back to the gym when I want to? Or when can I go back to the gym? And like all of those things. I think, or even like if their thought isn't necessarily getting back to the gym postpartum, but I think more women are more intentional about just recovering well postpartum and, and not having issues that they have to continuously deal with that they've kind of, we've been told society is normal, especially if they're planning to have more than one baby, you know? we see a lot of that stuff change when they start to have multiple pregnancies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's Fem Empowered Birth. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that kind of ties up our podcast for today too. And again, all of the information about the course is below and also on our social media channels. You can find it anywhere I am. <laughs> it's all <laughs> over the place right now. You all know that I love talking about my products because otherwise I won't get the word out there for you to know that there's help. So we really appreciate you giving me the platform to be able to do that. And for you, all of you listening, and I hope that you do pass on the information to anyone you know that is currently pregnant that might benefit from this type of a educational informational base. So yes. Yeah. Yay. And until next time, thank you so much for joining us on another wonderful episode of Vaginas and Vertebrae, and we'll see you next week. Bye.